Iberian Peninsula Conference 2019. General subject, taking Christ as our person and being renewed in the spirit of our mind for the one new man. Message 2. Good morning. Amen. Well, uh, as we said last night, we will do our best to approach this um, this vast and profound subject of the one new man in the New Testament. Uh, I would say this is not only huge, but this is ultimate. But we're not here only interested in seeing this ultimate revelation. By the Lord's mercy, there's a deep prayer in me and I hope in all of us. Let this revelation that we see uh, become our experiential reality. In some sense, we should pray, Lord, I would rather know less in my knowledge but to know this new man more in my practical experience. So I'd like to underscore even this short conference in this way that we would seek for reality, experience, practicality, and a daily application in every aspect of our lives. Our personal life, let me say this again. Um, our marriage life. Our family life. And our corporate church life. Otherwise, what good is it that we have so many high things. But our living is still so low. We have this song we just sang about Christ being our reality. Right? Let us these days pray for more reality. Now, uh, yesterday I gave you four words for Ayer. each of these meetings. You remember concerning this one new man? Yes, last night was why. What is the purpose? What is the intention for this one new man? And we saw that this one new man fulfills God's eternal purpose. For his expression on this earth. And for his authority 
for his dominion to be exercised on this earth. Y para su autoridad, el dominio que él ha de ejercer sobre esta tierra. Resulting in the regaining of this Satan usurped earth for his kingdom. Que resulta en el ganar nuevamente de esta tierra usurpada por Satanás Sim para Simply su speaking, reino. man was created for that. For the man was created for this purpose. El hombre fue creado para este propósito. Everything else is not the real meaning of our existence. Todo demás no es el significado real de nuestra existencia. Then we saw that how this new man was created. Como este nuevo hombre fue creado. There in Genesis 1. Genesis, uno, we saw the purpose. Vimos el Then we come to the New Testament. Luego, Nuevo uh, especially through Ephesians, we saw that it was on the cross. Efesios, vimos que era where this one new man was created. Donde este nuevo fue you have to study Ephesians chapter 2. On the cross, among all the other great things that Christ accomplished. He fulfilled the requirements of God's law. He died for us and for our sins. And had he shed his blood for, to accomplish redemption for us. And he also made a new covenant with us. And all these are great, great things. But not only so, on the cross, many things were terminated. I would say every evil thing, everything that belongs to the fall. This includes what? Sin and sins. It includes the world. All these are terminated. It, inc it includes our, our flesh, our fallen flesh. It includes our uh, fallen soul, the self. It includes the natural man, the old man. Uh, uh, and so many things. In, eventually including the entire old creation. You know, when Christ expired on the cross, that veil between the holy place and the holiest of all was riven. According to the Bible, embroidered on that riven veil were the cherubims. And, this, and they refer to the creation. So that veil was split 
from top to bottom. When Christ died, showing that the whole old creation was terminated. And by that one great act of our Savior, the life gate was open for the fallen man now to contact God. Praise the Lord. Isn't this wonderful? But there's one more thing that happened on the cross. What happened? On the cross, he also abolished all the ordinances among men contained uh, I mean, commandments contained in ordinances. Of course, this relate this uh, refers to the uh, even the commandments that God has given to Israel. That made Israel different and peculiar and separate from all the Gentiles. And actually, it refers not just to that. It implies all the ordinances that we all have from our own background and culture. You know, over there in USA, when we have blending conference, mostly the Americans came. Let me, t- let me tell you, even among the Americans, there are many, many different kinds of backgrounds and culture and ordinances. Right now in America, we have never been so divided as a nation. But I come here, we have even more divisions. Everywhere I turn, it's a brother or sister from another country. Speaking another language, actually with their own culture. And that causes us to be divided. You have to see the man, the fallen man, is a divided man. A dismembered person. No one can be one with anyone else. Now, you know, Great Britain, UK, they are going to have Brexit. With this new Prime Minister, Johnson, it's going to happen. But do you know, Scotland wants to have a Scottish exit from England. No one can be one with another person. But God wants one man. Man was made one corporate man. No matter our colors and backgrounds, we all came from the same one man, Adam. It was due to the many falls of men that this curse came to 
the fallen man. You know, remember they were building this tower, the Tower of Babel. Yeah? God would come and judge and confuse them and confound them so that they would have to speak different languages and could not understand each other. How could such a man, this mankind, fulfill God's purpose? So, on the cross, Christ died. And he abolished all these ordinances. He even abolished all the enmity that came from that kind of divisions. Oh, my, today the amity. I have been in the U.S. for 50 years, 50 years. 50 years ago, I went to USA from China, uh, from Hong Kong, which is now China, to study there. I never seen so much, so such deep rift and division in this nation, USA. Yeah. You know, recently we have a Thanksgiving. You know, U.S. have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, the families come together for re reunion to eat turkey, you know, eat turkey. But I tell you, this last Thanksgiving, people were all scared to have those kind of reunions. Because overeating turkey, they start talking about politics. My, eventually they shout at each other. They throw things at each other. Just within a family. Sometimes even between a husband and a wife, one is to the right, one is to the left. Their ideology, their philosophy, unchangeable, just within a family. How can there be the one new man? That's why I say this is not European Union, this is European division. United Nations, it's, it's, it's a sham. It's, 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 it's really called divided nations. Okay. I'm speaking too much. So, so, Christ abolished that. On the cross. Hallelujah for the cross. Terminated everything. Even the divided human race. And all the factors of divisions between men. And in himself, Christ created one new man. That is a fact. We have to stand with that fact. Say amen to that fact. Now, based on that fact, we can what? We can have the real experience. 
So we also saw that in resurrection, Christ imparted himself as the spirit into our spirit. And thereby regenerated us. That regeneration, we were born again to be a new man. Amen? When Christ died on the cross, we were crucified with him. The lovely word in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified? Are you dead with Christ? You have to say yes. When Christ died, I die. When Christ died, this Spaniard died. This Chinese died. This, this Brit, Brit died. This Mexican died. Whatever. Everything is dead. Everybody died. No more. And when he was buried, we were buried with him. You know, when we believe in the Lord Jesus, we were baptized. What does baptism testify? That we were buried with him. Our old man has been buried with Christ. And when we come out of the water, that is a testimony and a sign that we are now a new man with a new spirit within us. With a new life within us. The very eternal life of God. The very life who is Christ himself. We're all born again. And all to become part of this new man. Individually, we all are a new man. A new man. And collectively and corporately, we are born to be parts of this one new man. Which is simply, simply the body of Christ. Members of the body of Christ. And also what? Parts of the church of God. This is the church. Amen? The church is not just some Christians coming together, assembled together. The church is all the born-again sons of God. With the life of God, with the nature of God, with the essence and element of God. And yes, even with the person of God. Where is this birth? In our spirit. That which is born of the spirit, the Holy Spirit, is our spirit. So today I ask the question, where is this new man? Where is your new man? 
You have to say, my new man is my regenerated mingle spirit. When you got saved, there was a baby born in you. Even with the brothers, you have, there was a baby born in you. And, and that is, that is what? That is our regenerated spirit. And Christ came into our spirit to be our life and even to be our person. We have a new life. We have a new spirit. And we have a new person. That person is Christ. But this morning I would like to say it's not just Christ. That new person is Christ and you. Christ mingle with you. It's both Christ and you. Because it's a mingling. It's a joining of two lives. Christ's life and our life. In resurrection. It is a mingling of two natures. And may I say this morning, maybe some of you have not heard this, but it is an incorporating of two persons. Through this birth, we are in Christ. And Christ is in us. And two persons become one. Amen? That is that new person in our spirit. And that person is the person of this one new man. Now, yesterday we saw purpose and the creation. This morning I'd like to talk about very briefly number one, the let me see here. The model. The model. You say model of what? The model of Christ. Being the new man. I mentioned some of that last night already. I will say something more. The second thing is the person. So these are the two words this morning. You say, what does the new man look like? How does this new man live? I tell you, it's there in the Bible. This one new man on the one hand, it is a man. But on the other hand, I would like to say it is a living. Or may I say the reality of this one new man 
is a kind of living. I would even use the word condition. A kind of condition. A kind of living. A kind of walk. That is the reality of this new man. You know, in uh, both uh, Ephesians and Colossians, it talks about put off the old man, put on the new man. And then it explains putting off, to put off a kind of living. A kind of old old and natural lifestyle, sinful lifestyle. To put on the new man is to put on a new kind of lifestyle. A new way of living. So on the one hand, it is a matter of the man. On the other, it is a kind of condition. When Christ came to the earth and lived for the 30 years as a God-man, his living, the condition of his living, in Ephesians, is called the reality that was in Jesus. So when we read something about the Lord Jesus' life, one should not just pay attention to the miracles, to healing, raising the dead, etc., which Christians are quite drawn to. Pay, pay attention to the way he lived. His condition. That is the new man. So this morning, this this new man, the way he lived, became an example and a model. We cannot say, I don't know how this new man, what this new man looked like. Just go read the four Gospels. There is the first new man. The first individual new man. And he lived that way to set an example for many, many new men that will live in the same way as this first new man. And when we all live in this way, that is the reality of the one new man. So let me say something about this example. We need need a model, am I right? Because God wants a, 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 a multiplication, a reproduction of that standard model. So, 
I'm just using some outlines from the, our meetings in, in India. I remember, I, I, remember I, I gave that message. It talks about who is this, this model. Right? This, mes- this meeting is on who is the, one new ma- is the new man. This new man is Christ. Christ as the son of man. Christ as the second man. Just remember the word man. And Christ as the very last man. The Bible calls it the last Adam. And Adam is the man. Let me say, the son of man, the second man, and the last man. The last Adam. This is the very Christ as the first new man. Who fulfill God's intention in creating man in the first place. Where Adam failed, Christ succeeded. What Adam did not fulfill as God's purpose, Christ came and fulfilled it fully. I would just leave it like that. I hope you can study these things. I don't I just don't have that much that much time. Well, this means applying to us. Today for us to be the new man in God's purpose, we also have to be a proper son of man. Yes, Christ was the son of God. But in in order to fulfill God's purpose as a man, he had to become a man. Saints, don't try to be an angel. Uh, you may say no, no, but secretly you want to be an angel. Be a man. There's nothing greater than this. This was Christ, the Son of Man in the heavens. The Son of Man who was incarnated, lived his life as a man, died as a man, buried as a man, Buried as a man, raised up as a man, and let me tell you, even ascended as a man. Do you know today there's a man in the glory? 
he's sitting there. He didn't shed his manhood. He's still a man sitting there. There's a man in the heavens. And one day we will join him. So Christ has to become a man in order to fulfill God's purpose and to be a model to us. And he became the second, second man. There's only two men in this universe. The first, the first is Adam. The second man is Christ. The Adam is of the earth. You know, he's made by, from the dirt of the soil. You, you cannot get more earthy than that. But Christ's origin is not the earth, but from the heavens. He is a man from the heavens. This man has a different source. I like to ask you, what's your source? You have to say, in my first birth from Adam, I am of the earth. But one day I got regenerated. I came from the second man. I have a new ancestor. It's not Adam, it is Christ. The second man. He is the head of the whole new creation. In resurrection. Oh, praise the Lord. We, we were included in the first Adam by our first birth. But in our second birth, we were included in the second man, Christ. So, so dear, dear, dear saints, your, your nature is heavenly. We're heavenly people. Like the second man. Even our nature is heavenly. You, you, you have to say that. You have to believe that. You have to declare that. I'm not from this earth. I'm from the heavens. My source is not, O oh Adam, my source is the second man. And Christ asked this last Adam, what did he do? He terminated and concluded the whole old creation. And in resurrection, as the last Adam, he became a life-giving spirit to germinate a whole new creation. And we are all today part of this new creation. This one new man. Now, very quickly, this man lived, I said already, for 30-some years. And he lived in a way as a new man should live. Sometimes we can say the God-man should, should live. This is too wonderful. I really want to stress this matter. Christ did not come to live like God. 
if you understand what I mean. He was God. He was part of the Godhead. He himself within is full of the divine nature. And he was filled with all the wonderful divine attributes of God. But when he came to this earth, when he was incarnated, he lived as a man. Not as God. As a man. I don't know how to convey this burden to you. I'll just say this. In his incarnation, this man Christ, he was both God and man. As I said, he was full of God's divine attributes. But those divine attributes were expressed in what we call human virtues. You know, you, you all know uh, uh, the, the, the example of a glove that we use a lot. A man being made in God's image is like the glove in the image of a hand. And only when the hand gets into the glove is the glove animated by what? By the reality of the hand. With Christ, he was exactly a glove with a hand in it. All the divine attributes of God, like love, like light, holiness, and righteousness, filled his manhood, filled his human virtues that God has made when he created man in his image according to his likeness but empty but, but did not have the reality but, but with Christ he was full of reality those divine attributes fill and strengthen and enrich his human virtues. So, so, so when he was loving, very humanly, you know, many times we saw he, how compassionate he was. You know, he saw this woman with a dead boy, right? He says, his heart was filled with compassion. It's a very human compassion. 
But in Christ's case, it's not just human compassion. It was the divine compassion expressed in the human compassion. Do you see this? It was a hand in the glove. It was God in a man. The infinite God with all his divine glorious attributes fill a finite man in his human virtues. There was never a man like Jesus Christ. That's the new man. That's the reality of the new man. Today, what God wants to see is this Jesus appear on the earth again. This Christ who walked as a single person 2,000 years ago, God wants it today to be what? Him to be enlarged. Duplicated in all of us. We will all live in this same way. Christ said in, I think, in John 14, As I live, you shall live also. He who eats me, even he should live by me or because of me. And Galatians 2.20, not only I was crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. Yet not I. Who is living? Christ is living. God was living in Christ. Now today Christ is living within us. And we share the same one life and the same one living. As he lived, so we shall live. How, how did he live? He lived entirely by the Father. He did not live by himself. For himself. With himself. He entirely lived with God the Father. For God the Father. With God the Father. He said this again and again. The words I speak, I don't speak from myself. It's the Father who speaks within me. Amen? I don't seek my glory, I seek His glory. The works that you see me do, I don't do it. The Father is doing it within me. I, I didn't come to do my will, I came to do His will. That living, that reality, is the reality in Jesus. And that is the condition of the one new man. That is the reality of this one new man. He lived as a man. But he did not live by his own life, but by 
the Father's life. And by doing this, he expressed God in his humanity. Now all this is good. Today, what are we to do? Dear brothers and sisters, today we need to take this man and his living as our prototype. So that he can be reproduced in us and live again in each one of us. <laughs> Last night in the in the uh, elevator, I ran into no this morning right into this couple. They're, they're from 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 you're from Norway, right? They're, they're, we have, we have a couple from Norway, right? They're, they're right there. They told me this morning, I think, next year, it's their 30th, this year, is their 30th anniversary. So I said, next year is my 45th anniversary. I'm 15 years more advanced than them. So they thought they are very proud. I'm more proud than them. Oh, brothers and sisters, 45 years in marriage. Okay, what's my point? Oh, we all know how hard it is to be married. It's easy to get married. Oh, you just fall in love. You just get married. The problem is how do you stay married? So today... People say, forget about getting married. Let's just co-inhabit. Let's just live together. If it doesn't work out, let's just go out different ways. Don't, 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 don't be so complicated. But as you will see tonight when I talk about marriage, that is an entirely wrong concept. We have to see marriage as God sees marriage. But my point is this. How should we be married? What kind of husband should we be? What kind of wife should we be? I would like to say the husband should be a new man husband. Wives usually need to be new man wives. That means I, as a husband, need to live Christ. Or live with Christ. Or to allow Christ to live in me again. And the same with the wife. I surely can testify 
that whenever I don't live this way, I tell you, marriage is the greatest suffering, isn't it? No? Don't, don't lie to me, okay? We're all the same. This is really the case. That's why today so many divorces. Brothers and sisters, this is not just a theory. Christ's history should become our story. His model living as the new man must be repeated in us today. When we live this way, I'll tell you, we will have the reality of this new man. Don't try to be angelic with your spouse. You know that does not work. But try to be human by yourself. It still does not work. We need Christ today to what? To live in us again. In, in fact, Christ is seeking to live in us once again. He is saying, let me live. Let me live. Live with me. Live by me. He is seeking this. What kind of living? A living that is a mingling. A composition of the divine attributes and the human virtues. Now, not just in he himself, but in each one of us. How do you be a proper father? By this person of Christ. I don't know how to be a proper father. Now I'm a, now I'm a grandfather. I have four grandchildren. I don't know how to be a proper grandfather. Let me tell you, Christ knows how to be a grandfather. Well, you say Christ was never a grandfather when he was on the earth. Well, don't reason with me that way. This life is all-inclusive. It will meet all kinds of conditions. It can overcome any kind of challenges. Lord, reproduce yourself in me. That's why, brothers and sisters, we need to love the Lord. We need to pursue the Lord. We need to be one with the Lord. We should be in constant fellowship with Him so that we also can 
live in the same kind of condition as the reality is in Jesus we live in a kind of condition that is beyond human description people who contact and say who are these people there's something 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 special about them they couldn't describe it but they feel it they sense it oh this is convincing amen I, I hope this is practical to us mother how should you raise the children in the same way now we come to the second word what is that word that word is in your outline person person there's not a sentence in the word that says Christ is our person there's not such a scripture but the reality is there dear saints if we see this one new man and in the Lord's recovery we want to see this one new man appear on the earth we need to take this Christ as our person before we were saved we have a person that person is I that's me the, e the ego that's our person and where is that person that person is in our, is in our soul our soul is our person and you know what is in your soul your mind your emotion your will that means it's your person who what who consider, who thinks, analyzes. And then it is your person who emotes, who loves, who hates, who have preferences, likes and dislikes. It's all you. It's all you. It's all what you. I think this way. I feel this way. And it's your, it's your, you have a will within you. That's where you make the judgments and that's what you make decisions. So I decide. That's before when we were saved. But in the one new man. Now we're regenerated. What happened? There's a new person. What is that person? That person actually is the triune God. In Christ. As the Spirit. Now come, who have come into not our soul. But into our spirit. 
to mingle with our spirit. Now, there's a problem. The two persons. One in your soul. One in your spirit. It's a big problem. Uh, I'm not a psychologist. There's something called a multiple personality disorder. There's something called schizophrenia. Double personality. In the mo- and one hour, you are this person. The next hour, I am another person. I said, <coughs> Dr. Jackal, is that a Dr. Jackal? What? In, in English. And Mr. Hyde, huh? This is English, huh? Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. Which, which one was the evil uh, person? Hyde is the... Mr. Hyde. Am I right? I think so. Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll is this nice guy. Mr. Hyde is this evil person. Same man. You laugh, but we're all... Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Aha! In the morning, you pray to the Lord. My holy word for morning revival. Oh, you were, you were Dr. Jekyll. Then, you came down to the kitchen. And you saw your wife or husband there. Just, he or she didn't do a thing. He just, he, he or she just looked a certain way. You become immediately Mr. Hyde. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? Why are you so unhappy? Because of me? You have the problem. Why you give me that face? What did I do? I didn't speak to you this morning. Why, why, why are you like that? <laughs> My, this is a Disorder. Aren't we all like this? Dear saints, we have to realize this did happen. And that is Christ came to be our life. In our spirit. Now, a new baby, a new person was born. 
when we were regenerated. I say again, this new person is Christ, but not just Christ all by himself, but Christ mingled with your spirit. Listen, making your spirit now as a saved person, no longer just an organ, but also a person. The Bible calls our soul, our old man, the outer man. And it calls our regenerated spirit, our inner man. There is a new man in our spirit. In fact, our regenerated mingled spirit is is the new person. Christ is there, but it's not just Christ. It is Christ mingled with us, join with us. You know, when we say our spirit has a feeling, it is a mingled feeling of Christ and you, or rather your spirit. That's the person. Oh, dear saints, this, according to Brother Lee, may be the highest requirement, view and requirement of a Christian life. The question becomes, not, should I do this? Uh, Is this good to do? This is bad to do. It's not in that realm. The question is, who is doing it? Is it your outer man, your old man, the, 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 your, yourself, the outer man, or is it your inner man? which is actually Christ, as life mingle with us. So a lot of times, dear saints, when I say I have this sense in my spirit, that's the new person. We all need to learn, learn to live by this new person. So that, listen to me, so that the day will come that it is spontaneous. You almost don't know it is the Lord or is it me. It seems it's me, but it is the Lord. You know, Paul says, this is my opinion, but I have the Spirit. So it is both Paul and the Spirit. This is the highest kind of spirituality. Dear saints, what God cares for is not just an ethical, some ethical behavior. To live a kind of, merely a kind of moral life. 
What God cares for is whether we live by this new person. Whether we live by this Christ. Whether we take this Christ as our person. And so for this, I tell you, we need to nourish this new man. We, 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 we need to nurture this new man. He, he was born like a little baby. So we need to feed this new man. Okay? And how about the old man? I'll tell you. You should starve the new old man. Starve. You should not save the old man. You should not be nice to the old man. You should, you should let the old man die. Don't, don't cater to it. Don't feed it. Don't, don't mind it. Oh, mind the spirit. Take care of Christ in your spirit. Feed this new person. And this is why we need we pray. This is why we eat the word. This is why we enjoy all the divine riches. By this way, this new man can grow. Can become strong. To what? To be our real person. This is the meaning of being a Christian. Is to live by another man. So, I say again, when it comes to the new man and the old man, the word is put away. Put off the old man. Don't be nice. Put it off. You know, put it off is like the garment, right? That's exactly the meaning in Greek. Put off. Put off. Okay, put off. Throw this away. Throw this away. A lot of us love old clothes, old clothes. Uh, old closet is old clothes from, from, from 30 years ago. The, the bell bottoms, the, the, the hippie uh, attire, the old way of living, we just still love to keep it in the closet. And in the middle of the night, we take it out and put it on. Oh, oh I remember those hippie days. Oh, I was so cool, you know. I wear bell bottoms. Put it off. Brothers and sisters, put off the old person. Put off the old life. And it says, put on the new man. Put on the new man. Put on this new person. When we live our life by taking Christ as our person, 
especially in making decisions. I say again, how we think, how we feel, how we decide. Very practically in our daily lives. If we live our life by taking care of this new person. Our living will be the living of the new man. Making decision is a big part of the human existence. Every moment we make decisions. Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I... All these things. So that now that we are part of the new man, our decisions and our, in our living should not be ours anymore. It should be the decision of what? Of Christ. I would even say it should be the decision of the church. The whole one new man. Well, uh, I have three more minutes. Uh, Paul is the is the perhaps the greatest pattern of a man taking Christ as his person. For the one new man. He was the one who said, I'm crucified. No longer I who live. But Christ, this person who lives in me. He didn't just say this. He lived it. Christ is living in me in this decision. Christ is living in me in this preference. He wants this Christ to grow in him. To be formed eventually in him. He wants this Christ to make home in his heart. You know, a, a piece of furniture does not make home. It just sits there. It's only a living person dwells or make home. Lord, Lord, make home in my heart. He lived according to the inward parts of Christ. That, that means not, that means he touched the inner parts, the depth of Christ's person. The kind of feeling that Christ has became the feelings of this apostle. He said, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. This person's mind have to become your mind and our mind. One time he said, if I forgive anything, you know, for forgiving someone, he said, I forgive in the person of Christ. You know, in Greek it refers to the eyes, this area. You know, the eye is the window of the soul, they say. 
But our eyes is the window of our spirit, the real person. We have to look at those eyes. What are those eyes? Those are the eyes of Christ in our spirit. Actually, it is our mingled spirit. We need to set our mind on the mingled spirit. We need to walk no longer according to the flesh, which is the old man, but, but according to the mingled spirit, which is where Christ, the new person, is. Eventually, our whole being will be according to the mingled spirit. This saints is not just the teachings, not just concepts and so on. We, we should not live by our, just our feelings and emotions. Not even just according to our circumstances outwardly. We should not be controlled by these things. Oh, there is a person in our spirit. Our mingled spirit. We need to be wholly according to our mingled spirit. Today in the Lord's recovery, we need to rise up together in all the local churches to take this Christ as our person for the one new man. I'd like to read a line by Brother Lee I and I stop. He said, ultimately, the Bible speaks of the church as the one new man. In the new man, there's nothing but the person. It's all about the person when I describe you as a man. This level is so high, it couldn't be higher. So, so strict, it cannot be stricter. And so intimate, it could not be more intimate. Well, all are one new man. This one new man has only one person. And this person is the Lord Jesus within us. Amen? Amen? Shall we do this, brothers and sisters? Let's practice this. Let's apply this in all areas of our daily living. So this is the person of the new man. All right. I think we need some testimonies. I would even say try speak just for 30 seconds. So a few more can share something, please. Is that thing for, for that? Amen. Please feel free.